What is the difference between reactive and proactive providers? We will discuss that question on today's MSP Zone. You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Reactive and proactive. It sounds pretty simple. It sounds pretty straightforward, right? Maybe, maybe not. We've been discussing this question for a long time, and it's not going away. Uh, it, it continues to rear its head, and it's obviously a very critical uh, issue to understand in the managed services uh, profession because um, it's fundamental to the understanding of what real proactive, I, I shouldn't even say that, what real managed services is all about. Um, but it goes beyond just the what is an MSP, what is not an MSP, what's reactive versus proactive. It it defines the business model that is in demand and a business model that is becoming extinct. And that is really the issue. It's not what you call yourself, it's what you do, right? Uh, actions, not words. Um, and in this case, we're, we're taking it to the next level where you as a IT provider, regardless of whether or not you're really reactive or proactive, you as an IT provider are expected to do certain things these days and those expectations are either reactive or they are proactive. They're not both. They can't be both. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're, we're going to attempt to prove that point or lay out an argument for why one versus the other is the path of the future and, dare I say, why one of those and not the other is the only way that you could accomplish some of the obligations that that we as service providers have in today's uh regulatory landscape. Simple enough. Um, actually, it's not very simple at all, but we're going to make it simple, as simple as we can uh, today. So I'm going to bypass the whole litany of reasons why you would want to become a managed service provider in the first place, which is you know, inherent in that question is you are moving from reactive to proactive. And there are a ton of efficiency, business, risk, financial, and other benefits to doing that. We've all talked about them for more than 20 years. Um, they, they should be fairly well known to everybody. I mean, the first thing right out of everyone's mouth is, oh, well, I want recurring revenue. That's a really good uh, MSP byproduct, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, it is. Uh, everybody knows it. Um, it's, it's, it's good to have recurring revenue. It's predictability, right? That lends itself to your financial predictability and ability to make decisions in the future based off of that, uh, future income, uh, very good things, uh, compared to the way we used to do things, uh, in the reactive world where it was very chaotic, very up and down spikes of activity, um, periods of doldrums and, and nothing coming in. And so it became very difficult to predict uh, 
business growth, business decisions, uh, any you know decent amount into the future. It was just you know, nearly impossible. Um, profit margins, the ability to scale, the efficiency of the provider in proactive versus reactive uh, business models. Those are things that they should be table stakes. We all know why um, those things are true uh, because they are demonstrably true. You you see them quite frequently in in man in good well run MSPs, right? You don't talk about we as a profession don't talk about the incredible efficiency uh, in reactive or break fix business models because it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I'm sorry, but if you are, are if you are running a reactive IT shop, you are not in the business of service delivery efficiency. It, it's, it's oxymoronic. It, it cannot happen. Um, so those are all well-established, I hope well-established, business characteristics of the proactive IT business model. What I would like to turn our attention to collectively is the data privacy and data security aspect of the equation and make the simple point that if it's not impossible, then it is certainly impractical or very, very difficult for the reactive IT provider to meet the common day current data privacy and data security obligations that we all face. That's, if we were in debate, that would be the, um, that would be the, the statement or the position that we are going to uh, tackle. Um, it's, it's, it's not, I, I think it's impossible. I think it's impractical. I think it's foolish or silly to even attempt to place common current day data privacy and security responsibilities onto a reactive IT provider because they will inherently miss a great majority of the underlying requirements um, placed on them. It's just a, it, it's not because they don't want to do it. It's not because they have bad intent. It's because the business model doesn't allow them to meet those business challenges, those regulatory challenges. We're going to talk about that in a little bit of greater detail. Um, the first, the, the most obvious, the thing that everybody should be very aware, aware of, and, and dare I say, it's everywhere on the planet. So it doesn't matter where you're listening to this podcast, you have some form, most likely, of data breach requirement, a data breach awareness, data breach notification, data breach response. There's some proscription, some set forth um, steps that you have to take in the event of a data breach. And that includes you as end users and includes you as service providers uh, servicing your customers. Um, data breach re responsibilities are everywhere. Um, we've talked about that a lot on this, on this program. And data breach response, except in, in a few very, very small areas, which I will talk about, largely cannot be fulfilled or, or prevented 
by the reactive IT provider community. It's just impossible, right? Let's talk about uh, the, the, the exception to the rule. I'll start off just because I'm, there's probably some of you out there saying, well, I, I, I disagree. I'm a, I'm a cybersecurity consultant and I do a lot of good work for data breach uh, victims. Okay, there are some forensic services that can and are performed that are of a good value to the end user and MSP, the proactive community, right? This is a breach has occurred and the MSP, let's say, needs forensic expertise in order to go in, figure out what happened in order to assess damage, in order to assess what failed and in order to develop a plan to remediate that, whatever the thing that broke down. And sometimes it's not something that broke down uh, by design. It just was, it was broken down because someone brute forced their way in or, or circumvented what was otherwise an appropriate level of security. And they, it can happen, right? It can happen. Um, so when you have data breach incidents, data breaches are increasingly more common, unfortunately. They're increasingly more common, largely in my opinion, because not just of the, the, the amount of uh, attempted cyber breaches that are being performed, but because you have a great deal of organizations, a great number of organizations, I should say, who just don't take even the minimal amount of effort to be prepared for cyber attacks. And those are things that are simple, the, the, the obvious ones you've heard before, including on this program, like MFA, encryption, backup, um, basic user, you know, change management, you know, policies, things that a reactive IT shop will not provide to you, other than maybe setting it up, right? The, the setup and install, and I'm not talking about that where you have an internal IT department, right? I'm, I'm making some assumptions in this, in this uh, hypothetical here. I'm talking about where you need to have a proactive, always on look at these controls and these practices running and operating effectively within your organization. Those are the things that really can only be delivered by a proactive IT provider. A reactive IT provider would as the name suggests, only be reacting, only be responding to those bad things that happen. They cannot safeguard and look into the future and anticipate bad behavior or bad things and prof prophylactically try to stop them from happening or try to stop them from impacting negatively the MSP organization or the customers that they service. Make sense? Which brings us to the issue of monitoring and management. Um, obviously, if you were going to be effective at data breach prevention, right? If, if the goal is not to have as many data breach events as you can, right? To have as, as small an amount or none in a perfect world, you need monitoring and management capabilities. Uh, you can't do that if you are solely reactive, right? So we've talked about this in many, many years ago about, you know, uh, you know, what makes an MSP? Well, I went out and bought an RMM tool 
So therefore, I guess I'm an MSP. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, you can't be an MSP without an RMM tool. But just because you have an RMM tool doesn't mean you're an MSP, right? You understand the, 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 the logic, it doesn't flow both ways. There's a philosophical principle there I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering, but uh, some of you guys out there might remember this. But the point is, is that just because you have that tool or any other uh, MSP tool doesn't in and of itself make you an MSP. It's how you use it. It's whether you use it. Uh, and it's the proactive nature that you use in, in which you use a, a monitoring management system. And it's not just RMM. It's also the ticketing. It's also uh, many of the other necessary tools that make up a proactive IT provider. That monitoring and management skill and capability delivered in a proactive manner is what will help you, among other things, and there's many other benefits, it will help you Im immensely and directly with the data breach aspect. It will help you prevent, if you're doing it properly, data breach incidents. So you don't have to deal with those forensic cleanups. You won't have to deal with the uh, procedural regulatory statutory in some cases, uh, data breach responses and notifications and steps that you need to do because you were involved in a data breach. That's the main point. It's the monitoring and management that, among other things, makes data breach management a lot more effective and possible. And let's not forget the third critical element here, which really lends itself more towards, not exclusively, but vastly more towards proactive providers than reactive. And that is the ongoing management, first of all, the establishment of, and then the ongoing management of cybersecurity controls. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, you have to set up the controls. And in many cases, what I'm seeing today is you have a huge, huge amount of work on the part of MSPs to help them train and establish IT and business controls for their customers. What I mean by that is that there's a lot of end-user organizations that don't have any meaningful IT controls today. They've got business controls, they've got financial controls, they've got HR controls. But to the extent that it extends to cybersecurity, to the extent that it extends to the, their IT management, which can have huge impact on financial risk assurance, business, HR, corporate, all those other things that they may have, the IT side does impact all of those areas greatly today just because of the way that IT is, is leveraged and, and permeates almost every part of our, of, our, of our lives. Those cybersecurity controls without the MSP would be um, virtually non-existent. And more to the point, the MSP, without the MSP's services, proactive services, I'll, mind, I'll, I'll remind you, those cybersecurity controls would, would not even be remaining 
right? They, they Even if you s- stood them up on day one after an extensive consultative engagement, there's no, you know, a reactive provider would do exactly that. They sell a consulting project. They say, these are all the great cybersecurity controls you need. Do all these things. Great. We'll see you later. And that's the extent of it. And then on day two, what happens? You guessed it. All those controls start to break down. They start to devolve. They start to evaporate. They start to uh, become exposed to the external forces of change, decay, and apathy that is just part of human condition. And without the MSP, without the proactive side of what an MSP does, those, those controls, those cybersecurity-specific controls, again, would largely be left uh, to decay and, and rot and just go by the wayside. Again, that would happen and typically does happen in a reactive environment, right? It, would, it takes a lot to, to constantly maintain a control and have it be not just created and architected correctly, but also maintained. Maintained means it's being monitored, it's being managed, it's being updated, and it's being enforced. And there's a huge element of enforcement value that comes from the adoption of and use of a proactive IT managed services provider. A huge amount. There is almost no value to cybersecurity enforcement from an from a reactive IT provider. Again, other other than the initial standing up of that control or the architecture of the control, probably chiefly through a a, um, a consultative engagement that has a, a has an end date. Right, it it ends. It's it's not ongoing in any way similar to what a, a managed service provider is like. So those are the three areas, right? Data breach, uh, monitoring management, cybersecurity controls, all three areas that today directly, I mean squarely, directly impact data privacy and data security regulations, requirements, obligation, and risk. And in the hands of a, of a reactive IT shop, those areas are going to largely be um, ineffective. And it doesn't mean that the reactive IT provider doesn't care. It's just that in that reactive IT business model, there's no way for them to deliver the necessary services to meet those regulatory, statutory obligations. Just impossible. And just because you are an MSP doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily meet them either. It, but you have a heck of a lot of a better chance with an MSP, a proactive MSP, than with a reactive IT company. Hopefully this all makes sense. And the whole purpose of saying this is, is not to say that reactive IT is, is bad. Um, I mean, it's served a purpose in our history. And that, and that time has come and has gone. And now the time has come and gone for reactive IT providers to shed their skins and become something different, something better. And that something better is, is, is managed services, 
proactive managed services. So a, a, a friendly challenge for those of you out there, um, especially those of you who call yourself an MSP, but you really deep down, you know internally that you're, you've got a lot of those reactive tendencies and, and practices still lingering um, you know, in your business model. I would challenge you to really do an assessment sooner rather than later. Look at what you're doing that is reactive and try to, as quickly as possible, modify it, get rid of it, and change that into a proactive IT service delivery of whatever kind, right? Um, it, it, reactive versus proactive can can impact of a huge variety of service delivery areas in a IT shop. Too many to list. So if you happen to see it, make a note, change what you can change immediately, as, as quickly as you can. And when you do that, you will start to see almost immediate benefits, not just internally in your company, but as you deliver those services to downstream to your customers, they will also see the benefits. They will, I believe, appreciate very quickly the changes that you are implementing. And one day, you know, they may even see it very, uh, very evidently uh, in, in the form of prevented potential data breaches or in your ability to quickly respond and react to a, uh, I use that term a little tongue in cheek there, but the response to a data breach event in the hands of a proactive MSP versus a reactive MSP are very, very different. And I think your customers would appreciate that on the proactive side. And that honestly is why we are seeing so many companies, again, jumping into the managed services um, business model and profession. You just don't see it on the reactive side. And there's a reason for it. It's because the regulatory, specifically the data, privacy and security forces are more responsive to and demanding of proactive IT managed services than they are of reactive. And I think that that's just going to be the future um, moving forward. Um, it's just that's that's where it's at. That's what we that's the, the prescription. That's what we need in order to deal with the cybercrime that we are facing today globally. I hope this helped. Uh, if you guys have questions, it's a it's a confusing concept. It's it's a bit philosophical. I, I, I appreciate that. But if, if you have questions specifically about this public, you want to mention it publicly. If you have it in confidence, you don't want to uh, have your name read. You know, we, we, you know, we won't do any of that stuff. But send us a note. Um, send us uh, an email uh, at MSP MSPZone at MSPAlliance.com. We'd love to hear from you guys if you have thoughts about this one way or the other. Um, we love to hear from you guys, um, especially love hearing questions and, and hypotheticals and challenges that you face. We love to address those and, and bring them out for everyone to hear about. So until next time, this is Charles Weaver with the MSP Zone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.